Welcome to Wyoming Valley Church's podcast with Pastor Todd Walker. We're doing a podcast today, a special podcast, I would call it, on a very specific topic that we're dealing with right now. We finished our Harder Things podcast this past week, and so we're kind of in limbo. And maybe God did that on purpose because there's something that we're all kind of talking about and thinking about today that I think we need to talk about as pastors in the church. And so that's what we're going to do today. We're going to talk about the coronavirus and dealing with a widespread panic in a godly fashion. And I've asked Pastor Mel to join us today. So Pastor Mel is here with us today. Hello, everyone. Uh, Thanks for including me, Pastor Todd. And I trust that uh, our broadcast today will be helpful. And so we're going to just look at the coronavirus today and we're going to look at it kind of specifically, but also kind of generically as well and figure out how is a how do we think about this in a godly fashion, in a fashion that would please the right. Lord, in a fashion that would help us as Christians? I want to start out by saying this. I want to include myself in this and not talk about this like someone who is above this or higher than this. I battle some anxiety issues. I do. I battle some anxiety issues in my own heart, in my own mind. I don't know if that's because I'm a father of six kids and it just brings a lot of worry to the table or if that's just built in all of us. And it's something we face. But I have seen it lately where I have some anxiety within me and I've had to confess it to the Lord because I felt like it was out of balance and an out of step with the Word of God. Would you include yourself in that? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, uh, lately I've had some health issues with adult onset asthma. and and I, 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 so I, Me too, I would admit that there is some anxiety with that about breathing and about medical expenses and families and things like that. But also, uh, I want to say emphatically that during times of that in my life, uh, God uses those things to bring us closer to God, closer to himself. And I think that's a very good thing. And so I think anxiety is, is often a result of trying to take things into our own hands which is a very human reaction. I'm not downplaying that in any way, but but let's use those examples. Let's use those times to uh, force us to go to God and go to his word for the, the peace that, uh, that that only he can give. And that's the point of the podcast today is we don't, we don't want to act like nothing should be done as Christians. We don't want to panic like the rest of the world. We want to find out what's the godliest way to handle something like the coronavirus. And here's the honest truth. Fear is all around us. And it's not just because the coronavirus is upon us. There are diseases everywhere. There's always been diseases. Uh, I remember a few years ago, the swine flu being a thing, or SARS. Maybe you guys remember those two. They're only a few years ago. Uh, If you go even further back, we had what was called the bird flu. And then we had uh, even kind of different, but kind of the same as Y2K. Y2K was causing uh, panic across our nation. And they're in our recent memory, and, and I think the coronavirus, although it may be different, it may be more intense, it's very similar in those kinds of things where we want to do what's proper, we want to take care of ourselves, but at the same time, we want to act like we know there's a God. And since there is diseases, there's also financial stress, there's also political and governmental chaos, there's wars, there's death, and then the big unknown, which we all battle with. And I want to think about this. I want to think about how can we act differently than the world? Because it says in 1 Peter 1, verse 15, be holy as God is holy. And it says, be holy in all your conduct. Hmm. And so what that means is there's a holy way to handle the coronavirus and widespread panic 
that's taking place in our world. And that's what I want to talk about today is how do we find the balance or how do we find the proper way to act holy in the midst of a, an epidemic, a panic in our world. So I want to talk about it from this aspect. I want to talk about it from the aspect of we know there's a God. And I want to talk about it from the aspect that we do have an enemy who's trying to utilize this for his own purposes. But let's start with God. Let's start with realizing and recognizing he's on his throne. How does that help us act properly in the midst of a panic like this, Pastor Mel? Yeah, I think that that is the bottom line. That is that we, we need to recognize and live in such a way that, that our lives show that we know that God is on the throne and that God is in control. Um, many of you know that over my life, I've, I've studied generations, and I like to be an observer of culture and, and those kinds of things. And I think that now we are living, all of us are living in a, in a generation, if you will, of fear. And, and it does, fear tends to paralyze us. Yes. And I think we're, we're, culture is saying, not God, culture is saying that I shouldn't do things if, 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 uh, because I'm afraid of that. We, it, maybe 9-11 or, you know, started with Y2K or whatever, but it just seems like that there's this uh, big, scary boogeyman of something that, that keeps us afraid. And, and I, think, I think there's a, a balance there, and that is healthy fear or whatever the term, terminology is that as parents or as, as leaders that, that we say, okay, I'm going to do the wise thing. But it's also to realize that, um, uh, that God's Word says that God did not give us the spirit of fear. In uh, 2 Timothy chapter 1, it, it says clearly, God has not given us the spirit of fear but of power and of love and of a sound mind. And to realize that that power is that dynamite level power that comes from God, that we have God's strength and that we have the love. You know, First John says, perfect love cast out fear. Mm. And I think that love for God, that love for each other ought to drive us to action as well. But then the third one in that verse, in that Second Timothy verse, is sound mind. And I think mm. it goes back to the idea that let's not let, and I'm a, everybody knows me, I'm going to laugh and say I'm a news junkie. I, I watch the news, you know, my, my, my wife kind of kids me and picks on me for that. But let's not let the news or the fear of something drive our lives. And so again, when those things happen, like I talked about before with anxiety or whatever, let's let those things drive us back to the Word of God where there is truth. Mm. God's Word is not afraid of hard questions. This uh, coronavirus or any other crisis is not a surprise to God. And I think that out of that, uh, in fact, there's lots of times in life when opposition or, or problems or crises or whatever give us an opportunity. And maybe that's where we are right now, Pastor yeah, Todd. Yeah, maybe that's, that's where we are. Well, and, and I like thinking about that. I like thinking about that someone's in control who isn't phased by this. Because that's what we do when there's time of panic. We look to our leaders. And regardless if you like our president or not, we're looking to our leaders going, what is their response? Because that will tell me a lot about how I should respond. If my leaders seem panicked, 
then maybe this is big. If my leaders seem like there's a plan and you know we're going to do what's proper and necessary, then maybe that calms my fear a little bit. Well, let's go higher than President Trump. Let's go to the God of the universe. Yeah, it sets up kings and takes down kings. Right, Bible exactly. Says, yeah. And I look at the scripture and, and I can tell just by knowing God and by knowing his word, he's not phased by this. Right. He's not worried by this. He's not losing peace. He's not having meetings with his angels going, oh, no, it's here. What are we going to do? The Lord is in control of this, and I like that because that immediately brings peace to my soul to go, okay, although this is scary and this is unknown, I can look to someone who has seen this before, who's in control, and we talked about this past Sunday, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Fire, a fiery furnace, is something probably to panic about to, if, if you're going to be thrown into it. Yeah, to it. be really afraid, but... Yeah. But what happens is when those guys go into the fire, the fiery characteristics of the fire go away. The flames were still there, but it wasn't able to burn them. It wasn't able to tear their clothes. It wasn't able to bring give them the smell, the smell of smoke, smoke right. when they came out. Yeah. And I'm going, well, that that's the kind of God I want in on. Yeah, Pastor Todd, that's a great story, and I, I, I appreciate your message on Sunday because you started off with the, the, those, those Israeli children understood, if, if anything, they understood the law, the Ten Commandments. And, and like, like you talked about how that was the basis. And so here they are standing before Nebuchadnezzar, and it's bowed down or else the burning fiery furnace. Yeah. And they said, no, we know the word of God. The word of God said, thou shall have no other gods before me, no graven mm. no grave image. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind. They, they knew the word of God. And so I think, at least in my mind, um, I, I think here's our reaction and that is we can't let fear be the thing that keeps us from fulfilling the commandments of God. Amen. If God commanded us to do that, I think at that level, we need to say it is better to obey God than man. Mm. And I think, I think at that level, so let's not let fear or culture or worry keep us from, again, fulfilling the commands of God. And, and in order for us to do that, we have to know what they are. And again, that that's another reason that these kinds of things need to drive us to the Word of God for uh, for answers, for answers for the tough situations. I, to I totally agree. In fact, the next thing we're going to look at is Noah's Ark. And what's so interesting about that story, we know that story, you know, ad nauseum. We've heard it all our lives. But What's interesting about Noah's Ark is that he gives them such specific details to build this ark. He didn't just say, hey, big a build, build a big boat and protect your family. He said, no, it needs to be this high, it needs to be this wide, it needs to be made of this kind of wood. And this was meticulous. And Noah had to listen to God in order to protect his family. And my point in saying that is that when God sees something that is going to really endanger us, like a coming flood, or if we'll fast forward like a coming storm called the wrath of God or hell. He's going to tell us, listen, I want you yep. to get right. to the he, Savior. He knows and he's going to warn us. Right. And exactly I'm going to tell right. you what needs to happen. And so that gives me peace that God will act and will say things when it's necessary. But I want to look at this from the aspect, too, of our enemy. Because although I don't, I don't think our enemy, the devil, created the coronavirus, and I don't think he has any play in how far it spreads. And maybe I'm wrong on that, but... I, I like to think of it this way, is he's more of a utilizer. He's taking this thing that we're all kind of thinking about and talking about, and he's highlighting it. He's zooming in on it. He's showing the scary. He's showing the stats. He's showing the unknown. Because what he wants us to do is neglect to do what the Lord has actually right. called us to do, which is the commandments, 
and to start panicking and worry about our lives, which God has not commanded us to do. God, you just said it. God said, you don't have the spirit of fear. I'm in charge. I decide who's king. I decide how long you live. I decide who goes here and who goes there. What I want you to do is I want you to obey me, but the devil is making this, he's utilizing this for his own purposes to get us to draw back. Let me give an illustration. I went to CNN.com and CNN said this, and they were even saying this, which I thought was a little entertaining, that they were saying, we understand why people are buying hand sanitizer, but what's with the panic of buying toilet paper? And they were, they were honestly asking the question, going, I don't understand why people are buying and hoarding toilet paper, because this isn't a tummy bug we're dealing right, with. Right. It's an upper respiratory thing, and you just need to keep your hands clean and not cough. And So they're saying, why are people panic buying toilet paper? And their whole point was that people panic and see other people panic, and two things are happening. They want a sense of control. Buying toilet paper and hoarding toilet paper makes them feel like they have some control over it. And number two, they actually said this, panic begets panic. Yeah. So if someone is panic buying toilet paper and you hear that, you're going, oh, wait a minute. Maybe I should get... I, I don't need, know if I, I have enough get, toilet yeah, paper to get some too, for yeah. the next two to three years if something really tragic happens. So I'm going to buy as much toilet paper as I can. And, and that was proving to me that we're overstepping here. We're overstepping to a place that the devil wants us to be. Now we're fear-based. We're panic. We're, we're not thinking correctly. And there is a balance. There is a balance between someone who has trust in the Lord who has peace filled in their heart, who is saying, what is the proper response? Yes, I may not travel to China right now. Yes, maybe I won't even travel overseas right now. And yes, I probably should get a, a few more instruments to clean my house and clean germs. But do I need to build a bunker? Do I need to hide in the caves? Right, right. Do, I, do I need to run around and, and start telling people this is the end? I don't know. So I want to turn that back to you and thinking about our enemy how do we turn this into a positive? How do we turn this into a proper response where we're thinking correctly, we're not doing nothing, but we're also not going full-blown right. panic and we're acting like godly people? Right. What do you say to that? Yeah. Well, I, I think at what you hit it, and that is the, this should, I, you know, I've, I've mentioned a couple times on the podcast already that life, but hard questions and difficult times ought to drive us to the scriptures, not away from the scriptures. Amen. And uh, uh, a passage that I have thought about a lot, and, and you brought it up in the very beginning, Pastor Todd, and that is that, that anxiousness. You know, Philippians 4 says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And then it says the, the verse right after that, verse 7 in, in Philippians 4, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. Wow. That guard is that to rule or to umpire, or I would tell young people to build a force field around our minds so that that, that peace just floods our lives, and it's greater than we could even imagine. It surpasses our understanding. But then also the very next verse is the verse that says, Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, Whatsoever things are noble, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things of good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, meditate or think on those yeah, things. Yeah. So again, I, I'm going to say during times like this, yeah, let's be smart, but let's also fill our minds with, as, as Paul would say to the Philippians, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are right, whatsoever things are noble, those things, let's fill our mind with that. 
and then pray, sometimes even pray like crazy. But as a result of that, God's peace is going to flood our lives that surpasses even any kind of understanding that I would have. And let's, let's claim that peace of God that can only come Again, by filling our minds with what uh, God wa wants us to have in our minds and in our hearts. That's perfect. In fact, if you remember a couple weeks ago when we were talking about the armor of God, one of the pieces of armor was the helmet of salvation. And I talked about how the helmet of salvation brings hopeful courage because salvation gives you that peace. Right. And a, 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 a warrior soldier that has peace in battle is, is a mighty warrior. They may not be the most skilled or strongest warrior, but if they have peace and confidence in the midst of the battle... The enemy is going to have a hard time knocking down that kind of warrior. And so instead of drawing back and hiding and um, acting like we need to build a bunker, I think what we need to do is we need to stand up. We need to understand God has given us the tools. God is on his throne. And there is a task. There is a task. And you mentioned it with the commandments. There is something we need to do. Does that mean I need to go everywhere and be at everything right now and have no sensibility towards this virus? No, that's not what it means. No. Sometimes it means... Make a wise decision. Yeah, be, be Don't smart. Go do head the, on do the right something. thing. But again, let's not let's not avoid the commandments of God. Right. Where God would say clearly, do this because because we're afraid of That's what right. might happen. I'll go back to your message. Um, often Christians back down. We back down because we're afraid of what might happen. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. I mean, they did not burn in the burning fiery furnace. They, the, the fear was that, I, like Nebuchadnezzar said, I could burn you. Yeah. They, didn't, they didn't get burned. And so, and, and like, uh, uh, yeah, the Bible is filled with those, with those illustrations. Let's, let's not be afraid of what might happen. Let's trust God, and God's Word tells us what will happen. Yeah. So let's, let's trust Him, let's keep His commandments, and knowing that this isn't a surprise to God, that God isn't up on the throne. Oh, my goodness, how'd the coronavirus break out? God, God's got this. Well, I didn't realize how timely that message was about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego because you're right. I mean, the fear of fire, I think, would draw any of us into a meeting or a panic or to say, well, I'm not going there. That's obvious that God doesn't want me to go there. But these guys, these teenagers, most likely, were so convinced that God's commandment had to be accomplished. Had, had to fulfill, right. No matter what, right. that even if a fiery furnace stood in their way, they had to continue to obey Yep. So what the I'm sure what the devil wanted yeah, is to right, draw them back. Right there in the story, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who you you kind of quoted me in your message yeah, by all saying together. they're always together, but they said we're not going to bow down even if the and, and they said but if not if God if God doesn't protect us we're still not going to bow down, and I love that part of the story that they were willing to even take the heat, yeah. uh, pun intended. <laughs> They were willing to take that because they, they were not yeah. going to avoid the commandments That's of right. God. That was the key. In other words, going in the fiery furnace wasn't the I really No, I really believe that if, if they would have burned instead of giving up their convictions. I agree. Yep. And they said that in the thing. If, if we die in the furnace, so be it. So yep. be, these guys are basically saying going into the furnace is not the biggest consequence. The biggest consequence would be disobeying our God. Disobeying God. I can't do that. A fiery furnace, I don't want to, but I cannot disobey my God right. no matter what. And to bring this up to a practical sense, like how do we take this kind of thing and, and think practically and godly and holy about it? Well, a couple ways I want to think about this is, well, things you should never stop doing are seeking God, seeking his will, 
seeking to love those around us, gathering with the church. I can imagine that the devil would want to draw us back from all those things, saying, listen, a germ could get you here. If you invite this person into your home, it's going to get you there. Uh, if someone touches you, if someone coughs on you, what if, what if, what if? And so we're not going to gather. We're going to be fearful to gather. Right. We're going to be fearful to reach out to our neighbor. And suddenly the commandments of God are now right, at stick. risk. Right, yeah. right. And I think that's the much greater consequence to say, what if we don't obey God in spite, in the midst of fear? And Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego helped me in that to say, no, even yep. in the midst of something that is scary. Because the coronavirus, I don't know a lot about it, yep. but a little bit is scary. Yep. But even in the midst of scary, we can go forward. We can continue to trust that God will protect us in spite of the coronavirus. Yeah, amen. And that amen. Yep. if I'm obeying his commandments and the coronavirus gets me, I'm still within the will of God. Absolutely. Yep. If I draw back and I don't obey the commandments because I'm fearful of the coronavirus, then I'm outside of God's will. Is it that simple? Well, I think that's, I think that's been the focus of what we've been talking about today is let's not let fear be the thing that keeps us from following the, command, yes. the commands of God. Yes. God's word brings peace. God's word brings help. God's word has answers. And uh, let, let's be Christians that are committed to doing what God wants us to do. Amen. No matter, no matter what. No matter what. Yeah. And it, it's going to have a risk and a cost every time we do that. And there's a lot more we could say on this. And I want to put a bow on this at the end just by saying you can be a trustful person. You can be a peace-filled person. And you can still have some action towards this. It doesn't mean if you're trusting God and you're filled with peace, then you're doing nothing about the coronavirus or a panic. But what it does mean is that you're resolved in your mind to do what the Lord has called you to do in his written word. And when Noah's ark was being constructed, he said, Noah, build it this way with this kind of wood. Do it according to my instructions. Now, did he tell us how to act according to the coronavirus that way? No, he didn't. So that's kind of up to our interpretation. But you know what he did tell us? To obey his son. Right. Absolutely. He said, obey my son meticulously, faithfully, without question, without wavering. That is what we need to focus our attention upon more than the scary unknown of the virus. And so I think that's a good way for us to think about it today. I'm sure that's just the tip of the iceberg. But I want to think about the stories and the implications God given us, even recently, like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and the armor of God, right, right. to think properly about this and to not be panicked, to not be fear-based, to not be anxious Not about Not it, to overreact, right. But to be purposeful. Be, be smart. But be intentional. Yeah, not, yeah. And use this for God's glory. And maybe even, as we talked about in the armor of God, turn this into an offense against the devil, yeah, yeah. where he would want the very opposite. Maybe out of this, God, and he certainly can't, but maybe God out of this is going to give us an incredible opportunity to share the truth, to share the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ. And isn't that a holy way to think about it? Amen. From what if to opportunity. Wow, what an opportunity. I think that's how godly men would act. Godly men and women would go, there it is. This is probably the best chance I can to share the gospel with my neighbor yeah. or love those around me. And so we're going to leave you with that. I hope this has been a little bit helpful in dealing with the coronavirus and widespread panic in a godly fashion. We're only going to do this once probably. We're going to go on to something different from now on. But may the Lord bless us. May you think properly about it and act properly according to a way that would please your Lord. And we thank you for listening. Thanks for listening to the Wyoming Valley Church Podcast. Join us for worship Sunday mornings beginning at 1030. We're located in the Dolphin Plaza on Highway 315 in Wilkesbury. Learn more about us at wyomingvalleychurch.org.
Wyoming Valley Church, a place where all are welcome.